Hey, it's Dead Air Records. It's snowing in the Bronx on a Thursday. And the episode this week, we're taking a break from Hit Disciples, talking about something that hits a little close to home, which is uh, kind of classical music competitions. They've definitely been a big part of my life and uh, seem to be a big part of most classical musicians' lives, whether they are good or bad. So we talk about that bit about the good and bad that comes with doing them, a little bit about the history of them and kind of why they are what they are. As always, if you like what we're doing and like what you're hearing, leave us a little review, leave us some comments, give us your thoughts. Not only helps kind of spread this around, but it encourages us to keep doing this, which is always nice. Uh, And if you know classical musicians or any musicians who you think would be interested in hearing the kind of stuff we're talking about, Tell them about it. Tell some friends. Um, you can always get in touch with us on SoundCloud or at deadairrecords at gmail.com. I've also got a little Instagram and Twitter set up that I post on sometimes. You can contact us there. Well, anyways, I hope everybody likes the episode this week. hope everybody's having a good week. Back to some more Hit Disciples soon. Bye, everybody. opposite opposite day are we rolling yeah um (laughs) it's opposite opposite day and opposite opposite day. i've got a little bit of a of a rant to go on today Mm. and it's a nice it's a nice stormy day in new york so i feel like it matches the the aesthetic outside um we're gonna talk about competitions which as just like a general thesis I feel like are some of the most fucked up institutions in classical music. Um, but I want to, I want to think about, I want to think about why I want to think about our like personal relationships to any competitions. And I want to dig into a little bit of kind of a, a history of them and what they are today. So, uh, yeah, from, from, starting from the beginning of my shit uh piano competitions were always kind of a thing were were composition competitions a thing um not not in the same way because the 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 idea is that like you have to perform in like live in front of somebody for a right piano competition or or like the the usual athletic competition right Mm -hmm. but with composition you just like send in your score and it's very kind of faceless and like you either send a PDF or like a, you mail the score with a recording of like the MIDI or whatever. Right. right. And then like some judge chooses, which is like the most practical one to put on. Right. Or whatever, or who, who has the best score, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like mainly, mainly pretty anonymous feeling. Like you just feel kind of like you're, you're, Oh, I got an email saying that like I won this thing. Or right, whatever, maybe even like right? a little bit more, like buying like a lottery ticket or something. Yeah, like you just like, kind of get something, send an email, and then maybe hear back. But that's like the whole composition vibe to begin with. It's just, <laughs> it's just the lottery, the lottery. Um, but it's not as I think what what 
what's harder with com- with composition is like like when one more one more is at stake i think competitions matter less and less the older you get for piano players or for for people but for for composers i think that they matter kind of more and more like awards and and winning things is kind of all that's left for composers after after like their big first splash of making like something semi new right right um so competitions in the way of like commissions like composers competing for commissions i mean yeah. like we're competing for jobs right i mean like at what point does it kind of fizzle down into just like the normal competition of everyday life yeah like i like i don't know i th- i think that they're kind of fundamentally different in in <laughs> in conclusion yeah no but like it's interesting, too, because I was thinking today about, like, competitions that I was in and all this stuff, and, and like, ultimately, kind of the biggest competition I feel like I ever was in was, like, getting into Juilliard, right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of the, out of all the competitions I ever did, I feel like that one has all the characteristics of, like, a competition. It's just that they call it, like, an audition, and, right. then, and then you pay them money. <laughs> right. As opposed to them paying you Damn, money. Damn, what a racket. Uh, but did you with uh, not to not yeah to I mean delve like people were like, weeded out and stuff like that yeah right? there's like an elimination process and there's you get people like crying there's interviewed and interviewed into a round shit. And yeah so I mean it's like it's very much the same kind of aesthetic it's just kind of labeled differently right mm-hmm. same thing I mean like yeah same thing with jobs and like job interviews and and right. like passing into the final round of this or like residencies festivals going to like music festivals and submitting your applications and trying to so stupid uh yeah Uh, it hurts to think about all the human beings out there doing like aspen for the 45th year of their life aspen um you remember aspen i sure do remember aspen there was this hot shot i was that studied with my teacher who went to aspen every year Damn. And and then somebody once told me I should go to Aspen, and I was just like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> like, You'd made the right choice. Like, who wants to um, fucking go sit in the woods and play piano? Um, yikes! <laughs> like the ultimate getaway from from reality. <laughs> Instead of sitting in your house and playing it. piano, you can yeah. sit in the woods and play piano. <laughs> Um, bum, bum, bum. and feel like very special with everybody there for one summer right so um, anyway let's that's not think a about let's i mean it's it, it, let's weed it out are you talking about like like i'm thinking about all of them but in general i'm thinking about things that are labeled competitions right like the something something competition it's not a competition of of minnesota of of new york city it's not a race can we call this episode that it's not a competition. That'd be a good one. <laughs> were you ever, did you, when you were in like, I feel like my, my like supreme competition phase was definitely high school. Did you like apply to anything when you were in high yeah, school? Yeah, but it's, but it's like, like, okay, so there's this shit called like the ACO, the American Composers Orchestra. Yeah. And, or like, there's some other shits like that. I, I can't think of the names right now, but, yeah. but there's all of these like online lonely composers like sharing information about about call of call for scores and shit yeah. like that right i remember um, the american composers forum was associ- really the big aca too american composers association there's the there's forum the association the, yeah, the foundation right. <laughs> the org <laughs> the return 
<laughs> the sequel. There's the American Composer Strikes Back Foundation. <laughs> the American the last American Composer. <laughs> the the first American Composer <laughs> Association. A New Hope for Composers Association. American okay. Composers Association but, 4. <laughs> point being, um, there for there's like kind of a community of like online composers in yeah. these forums that share shit, right? We've been contacted by like somebody. It's like some of them can be cool. Like it's it's a cool way for if that's your life, like getting 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 useful information for where you you can dump your scores into, right? Yeah. But the feeling isn't like I have to learn this specific repertoire for this. It's like you browse through it and you're like, oh shit, I wrote a thing for brass quintet, right. like. Um, let me send this PDF, right? Like pay twenty dollars because I don't give a fuck because it is like the lottery, right? Right? Like in a way, I feel like I feel like composition competitions might be like a bit more less like self-serving. Like they seem like the concept of them seems like slightly sweeter, maybe Which from one? just like like the composer one. Yeah, the composer ones. Like they seem like they're serving like a like a like a. They've got like um, a goal of mm-hmm. like wanting to find new music, as opposed to like a, a performance competition where the goal yeah. is to want to see who can do that, like who can do Beethoven best, right? Yeah. But then, but then at the very end of the tunnel of this very kind of nice idea of like people are still trying to, you know, get people to write new music, right, right in their own way and play it. Like you have like these incredibly hip and in new music groups, right? That like everybody that you know tries to to, to like apply for their calls. I remember like there was one for like Eighth Blackbird or something like that. Yeah. Right? Isn't that isn't that a group? I think I've heard something of that. like that. I mean, there's 21 lots of pilot them, blackbirds or whatever. There's like all ice. the all the edgy classical music groups, you know, like and they're 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 better than the other ones for sure. Yeah, like, like they're they're great. I think of like issue project room and like venues yeah, that are set up exactly. specifically to like right. showcase new music. Yeah, um, there's like so many. There was like the Washington Monument new music, <laughs> fucking whatever. They were dope. They're they've come and gone. I think, or maybe they're still out there. Yeah, or like just like. Actually, the ACA also fucking, like, will gather people they, through Naxos, because Naxos does a, like, American Composers issue every month, right? right? And the ACA is, like, contacted through them. Like, my old teacher, Jody Rockmaker, had a concert with that through them. And, and like, but it's different from these, like, super groups. Like, what are some, like, new music super groups? Because, like... Like Jack Quartet, I feel like I remember listening to Jack Quartet. Jack Quartet, and then a big somebody one. that we went to school with is now in Jack Quartet. Yeah, I the think. cellist, the cello player that played the Ludoslawski. Yeah, concerto. That was dude sick. plays a, a mean cello. Yeah, shout out to um, him. Who, um, who, yeah, um, yeah, Jack Quartet. I mean, they. I feel like every city has their like own set of things, right? Um, yeah. And like it's it's even more intense in like Europe. Like I feel like there's way more of kind of a culture built right. up over there around mm-hmm. these kind of hip new music groups. But like right. in in Minnesota, we had this thing called Zeitgeist, which was just like a twelve to fifteen person like as needed ensemble who just like played new music every month, and mm-hmm. it was like a big thing to get your piece played by zeitgeist and yeah it's all very much like i don't know i think of it all as pretty 
un, like localized. Yeah, like, I don't know a lot of yeah. like, internationally famous like new music groups. But I think that there's a very very fluid stream between like academia right. and teachers being judges on these things, and then the same class, the same group of people applying to all of the same like six things all the time. Right, and like also the fact that like these new music groups like i don't know they like represent a certain trend or a certain click or whatever axiom axiom yeah i mean there's so many i mean that's just like inherently part of juilliard uh ensemble (laughs) contemporain there's like the the electronic festival every year at juilliard Mm -hmm. um there's um the fucking crazy group out there in uh wherever Dimitrescu is from. Yeah, I always forget. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're centered. I feel like they're a lot of the time centered around like a composer or a school, right? It's yeah, like, but it's like, but like, I will say though, like, like I said, like it starts off as a nicer thing, but then it ends up defining people's entire careers. Versus, I feel like competitions for instrumental people are used to start careers, right? Right. Like you don't, you don't keep going toward for competitions, right? Yeah. Like once you... No, most like, most like instrumental performance-based competitions have like a young category of like toddler to 18 and then have like an 18 to 35 maybe category and that's like it. Like yeah. it's very much like the Olympics almost where yeah. like once you get to a certain age, you can't compete anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but is that also kind of like the highlight and the glory to a certain like when you watch like the Tchaikovsky competition mm-hmm. or the fucking like what are some of the other ones like the uh, Russian one that's also that's, Tchaikovsky's the Russian that, one. Oh, there's yeah. uh, there's the Chopin competition <laughs> the Chopin. in Poland. There's just the Van Fiber competition a, yeah. in Fort Worth. The Glenn Gold. Com- you can just name piano players. Yeah, you the can Richter name, competition. Um, the Nomberg. I was just reading about the Nomberg competition. The Nomberg trials. <laughs> there's uh, yeah, no, they're they're set up very much like about somebody or right. like about a country or something. And they and they can kind of like they do also like some t- some of them do like a newly commissioned piece of music. To, that's always to like make the sure best. That, yeah, that's always the coolest thing because that makes sure that like they all got it at the same time yeah. too. And it's like kind of like people could be playing like Chopin's fourth ballade since they were like twelve years old, right? You know, and just like got lucky and was like, this is my fucking year. I know that fucking song. Yeah, right. Like versus. Versus, like, I don't know, having to learn, like, a, a, uh, who did they, I saw one, who did they do? I forget who it was. It might have been, like, um, it doesn't matter. The year before, no, I mean, like, the, what we're talking about is, like, uh, big competitions for performance will sometimes, like, more and more commission composers Composers. to write a piece that everybody in the competition has to learn. Which is, like, so obviously the best part. Yeah. Right, like, 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 is watching everybody Apart like from the romantic yeah. concerto. Round. Jesus, besides <laughs> the transcendental etudes, like, uh, no, it was cool though. Like, I, I, the, I watched a live stream. I remember of the Van Cliburn right before I went to Juilliard, like the year before, and, um, I like learned about like four composers who were like not super well known, but like mm-hmm. well known enough in the cities they were from, and I like it, it was a it was an interesting way to like learn more about like different music happening yeah. around the country. Like Darren Hagen, I think was a name mm-hmm. I remember of like he wrote a really cool piece and Kewil, Moose, something Moose. Eotvos was the name that I was thinking of before. So yeah, that's um. 
it's weird that's like a weird crossover point of like composition like competitions and, <laughs> yeah uh, and, and it's the coolest part yeah because like it actually makes sense it's like composers finally get to try to write something really hard for fun yeah like and like have everybody take it seriously right, right? like that's cool like even if like i don't know like no, those are those are and fun. that's like the most important skill to a musician anyway i think is like to be able to bring like something to a piece that hasn't been fucking played like right. obviously it's easier to like absorb a ton of recordings and learn like the the minute like micro expressions of how to do that then like that's hard but that's easier than like going in and trying to figure it out from scratch yeah right should i, I think um the guy we always talk about the pianist mark andre hamlin wrote wrote a piece like got commissioned to write a piece for the was last it like Van the Clyburn. show the chopin like trip like all three of the no it was crazy he, he made once. like a he made like a show piece out of that one like old um fucking what's it called the not monteverdi La, who did the lomarme yeah. yeah he made like a show piece out of lomarme on like theme and variations on it that was funny um so yeah like just to touch back on yours did you um did you like apply to that and did you get did they go anywhere did you get any like performances out of it when you were a teenager um no (laughs) nice (laughs) um i don't think so yeah um no i've never won like a competition or anything um no okay uh, never <laughs> and you never did any I, like other like instrumental thing you never did like a voice competition or like uh actually yeah i did those yeah yeah um like there was this it was like the nat the um northern arizona teaching teachers of singing called nats <laughs> or something nats, nats right nice. and, like my it was like required of my teacher to make us do that right but it wasn't as bad as performing because it was just in like some small ass little room and i never had to actually win so you just had to like audition because it was required of you your teacher yeah okay yeah like i didn't really care like it was just like i i don't know i was i had like been performing with my band and stuff like that and like the idea of just like secretly singing some some fucking Schubert song and then like bouncing w- was not so hard to face. So it was more but, just like a, like, a cause newly... it was at like the community college yeah. and like, you know, it's not like it, it wasn't like a, it was like honestly for evaluation, right? right? It was like, they was tried like to make a yearly test that. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Philip Stoddard won those bitches every year. <laughs> That's sure what I did. remember. Um, um, well, let me, let me go into some of my, my shit. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't really know about competitions being like a thing. Like I'd heard heard my teacher talk about them. My first teacher, Franz, kind of mentioned like huge competitions, but they were never something that I realized like kids could do until I started studying with uh kind of my main teacher from Minnesota. Um and he kind of um for better or for worse viewed them as like a way to like have kids take stuff seriously like that was kind of the the ethos i i don't think he ever like made me do them i think he was just like they would be good for you to do because it's good to like practice really hard for something and it's good to kind of work up like the 
stamina to go perform in front of people and not have that be like a soul crushing nerves wreck sort of inducing thing because if you're going to play piano you're going to do that more and more throughout your life um so yeah i just from the age of like 14 on just had this like yearly circuit of like six maybe competitions that just took place like every couple months um that were all just like local minnesota competitions so there was like thursday musical and the minnesota music teachers association and the the what is it mtna is that like the national one the music teachers national association Mm -hmm. have any of your students ever had to like ask about that Mm-mm. that's like a that's like a across the country one and then there's like state divisions of it um there was the schubert club competition which was the one that we talked about in like the first part ever of this podcast where it was like the one that i finally won that was judged by that juilliard lady um but yeah they just turned into and some were like more formal than others. Some were really informal. Like I remember ones that were just like in somebody's teaching studio at a room at the college, like a mile away. And then some of them were like on a stage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would like plan out like which pieces I was bringing to these competitions for the year and like mark them on my calendars and look up all their repertoire requirements and like see what I had to learn when and try to find like a piece that would apply to both. So I didn't have to learn like more music than I needed to, to compete in all of them as many as I could. Um, but it very much just became like a, like this weird yearly gauntlet that I like ran through every year of like, and it was always competing with the same people. Like it was just like the three kids in my studio yeah. and then this one no, kid. I remember you telling me about Yeah, that. this one kid named Kenny, who was from the other kid's studio, who just won the fucking, he got second place in the Van Clyburn this year. It was fucking nuts. Um, shout out to Kenny. But yeah, um, I I did these like every year. Always kind of didn't love him. And, like, my teacher would make me call him every time right after I performed to give him a report. (laughs) And he would ask me to, like, rank myself, like... Damn. uh, I don't know. That's just, like, that's really... That's harsh. Like, that's a... That... Like, did that... Was... Did that make you happy? Like, did that... Did that make you better at music, do you think? It made me just kind of wonder if that was... I think it did make me, I'm not sure if it made me better at music, but the thing that I realized afterwards was that it made me fucking practice more than I'd like ever practiced for anything before, Mm -hmm. which was pretty wild. Like the fear of like knowing that you're going to go play in front of some judges soon and like going to, uh, have to like sit in this room and have people like critique your playing was really like scary but scary to like a degree that i could kind of handle it and i could like practice a ton and feel like i was pretty ready for it so it was weird um and like yeah like the letter grade thing that my teacher made me do was always very positive and he was like yeah like it sounds like a a performance to me and he wanted to know how everything went like he was like it was like a nurturing kind of thing like it wasn't like a very like harsh thing it was like oh you screwed that up that's too bad like i'm i'm sure the rest of it was great though and like it wasn't it wasn't he wasn't like super hard on me or a lot of pressure or anything um but it was it was 
it was intense and it like got in in my head a lot as just like i'm playing against the same people every year and i'm just being told that i'm like not as good as everybody like year after year and like kind of made me like want to be better at them but also at the same time kind of put me in my place as kind of this this kid that just started playing piano and like it was it was it was like a real fucking mixed bag of of kind of emotions because i kind of liked doing them like i would like look for new competitions that i hadn't like heard of before and like apply to them i think mostly to try and get out of like the same six that i just yeah. always lost like i remember going to this one competition we drove from the twin cities to south dakota and i played uh i think i might have actually won that one it was that was when i first started learning the berg sonata and i played it in that um, but that was like a huge moment was just this, like, I finally got out of my little circuit and won a competition and I was all proud. Um, there were some weird ones though, man. I wanted to talk about these two. There were like competitions specifically geared at like taking money from kids. Like there were a couple that I remember that were in New York city. There was one called like American protege, I think, and another called like Bradshaw and Bono or something. And the whole racket was you sent like a whole CD into them. You paid them like, I don't even remember what the, that's like the worst part is like remembering all the application fees that like my parents probably played, paid for. Um, yeah. And like the, it was just, we'll listen to your CD and then we'll take the top 10 and we'll invite them to play one of their pieces in a little hall in Carnegie Hall, like a side hustle hall. And like the whole point of it, my teacher was like explaining it to me, it was just so that you can like put on your resume that you like played in Carnegie Hall. And so these guys were just like raking in like a hundred or two hundred from all these kids and um That's so fucked and up. making them like pay their flights to New York and like pay for like tickets to the thing. Like, I remember them, I remember some of, one of them being like, yeah, you can like purchase tickets for your family to come and listen to the concert too. And I was just like, oh, can pay more money? Oh Excellent. God, that's fucking crazy. What is that one called? Um, there was one called American Protege like that and another uh, Bradshaw and Buono or something. It was some Italian thing. Um, so yeah, there were shitty competitions like that. Um, but like, it definitely like gave me like I definitely like in I used to think about about competitions in terms of kind of like leveling up. Like there was definitely like pianists I know who didn't really care about competitions and didn't really do that and and like by virtue of just the fact that they weren't like fucking around with competitions like they just didn't like practice as much. It was like wasn't as big a deal to them to like right. be perfect at piano, which was like their prerogative, but at that time I like really wanted to be like really good at piano and yeah. so i thought that competitions would be like the way to do it um, and it was i yeah. mean like to be perfectly honest yeah um like you probably like i don't know it's probably also fun like if you like it yeah. right but the but but i think that that's that's kind of a, a thin line for a lot of people it's hard to know when you like it still yeah and i think everybody that goes to a conservatory finds that point where it's like oh my god i don't like it (laughs) i don't i i don't like it way more than i like (laughs) like um (laughs) like um yeah it's a scary moment but but i think that like it's interesting that these competitions still have are still are like now carrying like a lot of the 
the I don't know, like the perf like just a lot of the drama in classical music I think comes from like, you know, I remember like hearing about like ex piano teacher, right, is the judge for this year's Tchaikovsky yeah. competition right. or whatever. And and they just picked the one that they wanted, and it's always they're always Scandal. doing that, yeah. right? Like and and like in a way, they kind of keep it bubbling and keep it hot and keep it relevant just for the moment, right? right? Yeah, um, no, because like it gives people that want that, app, that want to be good at that, um, like an outlet to show off, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, um, I don't really know how much I think as the years go by, it re- it feels less and less like a real part of like, I don't know, like it's just like less important. Yeah, I mean, everything. as all classical music seems to be, it's just kind of fading, fading away in importance. Right. I feel like um, I don't know. It's not like like the athleticism. People don't need it. Yeah, people don't like we don't per, the idea that performing music is like inherent is kind of weird because like you don't actually have to perform it to make it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to like you don't have to be in front of anybody to have an audience anymore. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, so like what is a comp like or like the XXL um like freshman class <laughs> rappers, right? <laughs> Like, like that's, is that a con? Like they all make audition tapes. Right. right? No, I was thinking about um, that. Too. Actually, wait, before we get off on, on another tangent, cause I was thinking about that too. I also wanted to, I also wanted to just shout out that like, I, I think my teacher, my teacher in high school had like some, some words of wisdom that like stuck with me in various areas. And one of them was with competitions. And he was, he always was, was explaining to me that like, there's so much more going on in competitions than you can like ever foresee. Right. He was like, there's like an infinite number of variables. There's like who the judges are. If they have like some kind of like, uh, like shitty day, it's shitty day. Or if they've got some kind of vendetta, um, what you play, if they like the pieces you play, if they think Bach should be played with a pedal or whatever or not, and if you if you don't play if you play it the wrong way for them, you just they're not gonna like you. And so you would always just be like, the only thing that you can be sure of when you go to a competition is that you um you played like as best as you could. Which was always like good to hear. Like that he really he really stressed not to let competitions become something that were like that meant more to me than than just kind of a test of how I played stuff. Sure, Like yeah. a personal kind of test. Because right. it was like, if you think you played well and you think everything was okay, that's the, that's the takeaway. It was like nothing else. Like, you can't control what the judges are. You can't control who else is in the competition. You can't control any aspect of it other than like what you play and if you feel like you did a nice job, which was good to like ruminate on. I feel like that's one of the main takeaways I had just kind of for life in general that came out of competitions was like everything's a variable except for whatever you're actually bringing to it, you know, yeah. which was good to think about. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, so did all these competitions in high school and then, um, he was really, uh, telling me about about big competitions right like the kind we were talking about at the start of this like 
Tchaikovsky and Van Cliburn and Chopin competition and he wanted me to like start planning because they're like they don't happen very often they're like every five six years or something and he was like you should map out like what their repertoire is kind of plan out what you might want to play in 2021 when this competition rolls around and like what you no Van Cliburn's every four years um like the Olympics yeah like the Olympics so it was like it was very much this like plan for the future ahead and then when i got to juilliard um the, like one of the first things i told my teacher there was just like i don't want to fuck with competitions anymore and that was basically like the end of it like juilliard i kind of view as like my last big competition it was like to get into that place and like also a reason why i didn't ever apply for any more degrees there was because i just didn't want to do that again because right. it was basically just like another huge competition right mm-hmm so anyways, that's, I feel like that's, that covers kind of our collective competition experience yes. and leads me to my next thought, which is like what you were just talking about. Like culturally, what are competitions and what do they kind of mean? I mean, specifically in like classical music terms, but like, yeah, you like you were saying, like there's stuff like American Idol and there's like game shows based around competitions, right? Cause they're like, yeah. they're fun. They're fun for like an they're audience. Fun for the audience. <laughs> they're fun for the audience to like watch and look at. And like the audience makes their own decisions on who they like. And then there's all the drama of who will Maybe the judges pick. Maybe it's like pick. an original form of reality TV, mm -hmm. right? You just like pin all these people against each other. Right. And, and people like, people like, they place a lot of store in them. Like, yeah. like that's, that's what we were saying. Like, Kaplinsky is this, like, notorious, like, judge in all these competitions. And, and I just started to realize, like, a lot more about competitions. Like, the big one was that it wasn't so much, like, about the competition as, like, the ethos of preparing for them. Right? Like, I noticed that right away is that, like, I, when I played in competitions, worked so much more just like inherently because it was for a competition than I ever did for like my teacher's like Sunday music student recital where everybody played every month. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but like fucking careers used to get like started based on these things like Argerich, like she won the Chopin yeah. competition Uchida when she was like 24. Also. Uchida, mm -hmm. um, William Capel, George Ballet. Like there are, famous pianists right. who are famous solely because they won some huge competition when they were kind of in their 20s and are, are, have been like snowball affecting since then right and right. just kind of rolling with it i'm sure there's composers like that too like i'm sure that like some like composer the, the paris grand prix for like ravel's right. string quartet like or Debussy whatever getting right. rejected yeah. and then winning with his big thing and right like, yeah um, but, but I feel like, I don't know, I, playing piano, like, take, if you just take out, like, especially playing those pieces with, like, the, the really intense, minute coordination at a really fast pace yeah. is just, like, a kind of very difficult thing to do right. on, like, a, on the physical level, mm -hmm. right? And it's, and it's very, it has a very, um, like, pleasing result with the music right it's like a weird kind of thing to 
to try to break down like what is interesting about watching one per one person perform and another person perform and then somebody deciding who who did better right right is like it also you also get to kind of have your own opinion and get that weighed against like a judge right because right? it's like it's like it's it's so much in common with just like the Olympics. Like I always think about that. It's just like you prepare for like four years for this one moment where you like have to yeah. hurl your disc. <laughs> and like the thing with like the Olympics though, is they've got a better scoring system. <laughs> like They figured out how to actually judge hurling a disc and you, how far did you throw it? And was it in the range that you were right. supposed to throw it to? Or did it like hit somebody in the stands? Like did it speak to your soul? <laughs> yeah. But like the thing with classical music is like, it's so impossible to like actually judge anything. Like that's, that's, that's why it's been like, so this is another effect of competitions too. If I'm just going to keep ranting is that it really deadens, um, any kind of originality. I feel like, cause when you've got like 30 kids all playing like the same Chopin etude, I used to think that my teacher used to like explain this to me as like he was judges on competitions and somebody might show up and play this etude like in three people who all play it really well. One of them might play it with like a different aesthetic or like play it mm-hmm. like slower or like take some like emotional like. But I that's don't not know. equatable to better or worse. Right. But the thing is that a kid who ex- is experimenting and kind of trying out stuff with a piece would would just lose because like there's six judges or whatever and if it rubs two of them the wrong way they give them a score of zero and then compare that to like the kid who plays everything pretty much just perfectly in standard and like everybody gives him a good grade so there's six good grades for the standard kid and four maybe okay grades and two like hate grades for like the kid who does something kind of new or kind of shakes it up a little bit or like the kid who brings like some weird pieces that nobody like has heard before that's gonna get like oh i don't like i don't like this new stuff or like whatever too right like you're gonna if you if you show up at a competition playing like your like stockhouse and uh like simple those like what are they called that that like wheel book that you have of like the, oh, the, the tear pia- crease yeah like maybe not like the most like insanely difficult piano pieces of all time right. maybe like a different kind of like skill required to play them but like if some judge is there who's like i'm i need my i need my revel like right. sonatas and this sort of stuff he's gonna be like i don't want a, this doesn't take hard work to play like you're right. just playing this and i don't get it and you're getting a bad score so what it does is it it really funnels. It encourages just like kind of doing what is most median. Yeah. It encourages yeah. what's doing what's doing most like straight down the line of like play Beethoven this way with minimal pedal, except in this part where everybody plays with the pedal. That part's acceptable to play pedal in and and don't do this too much with list and don't don't fuck with your like tempo too much. And right. Not and enough I'm... not too much rubato. Like can you imagine like Glenn Gould or whatever trying to like play in like a big piano competition or something? Like I always thought about that. Like he would be he's just from like a different time and would get like trashed like right. like that like slow to fast mozart variation like that would piss off so many people and it would just be like there's glenn gould and he's never in the competition again because <laughs> right. he didn't he didn't do it right question yeah is there an equivalent of um competitions for um like people 
that compose or would that be just entering yeah shit yeah we, we, we were talking about that before you were before you were here yeah like you My just bad. it's like a call for scores you like yeah. people like is it new, called, what is it called something in particular like an rfq or no. no i mean like it's called like you just like competition still yeah competitions are like commissions submissions or, yeah, or like, like right that. like they, they're looking for new music to play and it's much more like faceless and not stressful because you just like send a PDF yeah, you're to not, like, somebody's going up email there to address. Perform it yourself. And or if anything. they like Certainly. it, yeah. right? Like, so yeah, no, I mean, it, it inherently like sucks a lot of like originality and life out of performing, mm-hmm. which was like a big, a big question because another trend that's happened is like all those people we just mentioned who are like famous for piano competitions yeah. played in them in like the 60s in like a very different kind of culture and like maybe back when you could make a little bit of a name for yourself because like a lot of things weren't as standardized back then there weren't as many recordings there weren't as many like super high caliber pianists just everywhere like there were like much less and therefore you could like really kind of push the envelope a little bit in what you were doing and like now like, people still hypothetically, like, give as much of a shit about, like, who wins the Tchaikovsky competition. But, like, that was, I mean, it's kind of undeniable that, like, the dude who won the Van Cliburn a couple years ago, nobody really knows who he is. Like, he gets his, like, couple right. concerts that he gets out of it by, like, sure, winning. Sure, he has, like, some loyal but small fan base that, like, buys all of his CDs on iTunes. Right. Right. But it's really not, like, it's not really in the same way like pushing people to stardom anymore right, right? which i think has a lot to do with i mean just it's the like, same as like american idol did it uh, like kelly clarkson a couple people at the beginning were, yeah. were like made it to, made it into it celebrities gets, and then now like who have been the last like 26 american yeah. idols i have no idea right or maybe i do but i don't know it's that from that yeah right yeah you learn them from from other things and i mean there's right. people like that too like i there's this dude danil uh, trifanov or something who's like a really big name in piano right now who i guess did I've win a competition yeah he did win a competition like a decade ago but like Great. has made some huge name for himself like pretty much on his own other than that um but it's just like it's just so like rare because it's like there's so much less like character to be found in like competition pianists because you're just doing the same shit as Mm. everybody else like it's so fucking like high caliber that it almost just like doesn't matter like it could just go to any of them they're all (laughs) they're all just doing just a great job (laughs) and it seems like ridiculous at this point to be like well who is like truly the most objectively emotionally sensitively gifted to bring a new generation of people who don't care to Beethoven or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean like that. Or is what considered? Like, is it about emotions? Is it about emotions? Yeah. No, I mean like that's like hypothetically, like a big part of it is that, is that you can like people always talk about like pianists who are robots versus like pianists who are like emotional. Like that's the big like dichotomy between the two is like who's playing all the notes and who's got the heart for it, which is also just inherently racist. Right. Cause everybody always, because it's, it's basically people don't play with emotion and only the true Russian souls. It's like, yeah, it's the most, it's something that you hear from white people and all all the time. time. It's like, Oh, did they play like perfectly, but just like without any expression 
It's yeah. like, do you mean, do you mean like, did they, are they not like honoring the white tradition <laughs> yeah. that you like of like how to, how to play something? Because yeah. like there's something equally as satisfying as playing something super fucking like technically good. Yeah. And like sacrificing your own stupid ass boy expression for something like fucking mechanical and sick first of all yeah second of all that's just some racist shit yeah like that that has nothing to do with fact and everything to do with like they took her places in the and like this isn't this isn't just like us ranting like there's yeah. there's a youtube video of this dude who won like i think it was the Clyburn amateur competition i forget what his name is nakamoto nakamata something so like, like the that hub amateurs yeah and he uh <laughs> He he won the competition and his acceptance speech was fucking dope. He went up to accept the like gold cup for it or whatever, and he just read um, reasons from old critique forms of competitions why he didn't get a, a, like a place and people telling him he wasn't good enough. And one judge just being like, "As like a Chinese American, you should like try playing works by your own country, like from your own country and stop trying to like play works from the culture you don't understand. Like that was like a critique he got in a thing. Like this isn't, yeah, this isn't like conspiracy theory that we're spouting. Like this is some true shit. Everybody, everybody acts like this, but like nobody. And I like, I don't know, not to go on. This is like something I feel very strongly about because of i i used to work at like a chinese music farm right and like i don't know like i i they are animals. <laughs> what no um they it's just like they just work hard yeah like end of fucking story yeah like 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 if like if there's anything cultural to read into it's just that they work harder yeah. <laughs> at it, like, the, and they don't expect as much in return <laughs> for having tried. Right, like that's the only cultural thing that I could because it was always just like twelve-hour days of nobody complaining and nobody fucking like everybody working really hard and everybody coming in and having actually practiced, which is crazy. Um, now that I'm working at this other place, um, and but. I want to, I want to now kind of tie this idea cause I think it fits really well into some of the stuff I was kind of researching before we did this. Um, these kinds of competitions, like this caliber of competition really started in like the sixties, like the 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 Tchaikovsky competition was founded in the 60s. Yeah. Van Cliburn was the first winner and then went and was so famous that he made his own competition. Um, the Leeds competition was another one that was really big. The Queen Elizabeth competition. These were all part of this like big surge in like making competitions for classical music a thing. And they predominantly started in like the 60s and then kind of accrued more and more throughout the 70s, 80s, 90s, that sort of thing. Um, But it got me thinking like, isn't nationalism just like inherently tied into all of them? Like, I, I feel like that was like the idea at the start of it was there was the Tchaikovsky competition and like by virtue of it being Tchaikovsky, it was basically a proxy for like the Russian piano competition, right? Like this is why, this is why, I don't know if you've like heard this, but this is like why Van Cliburn got so famous, right? Is because like the Cold War is in like full swing. Russia sets up its first ever international huge competition and all the greats from all the countries show up and like the final round is like, 
Van Cliburn competing against a Russian guy, and the judges are like, music transcends borders, and we will give it to this American for he is the, the truly the most gifted. And like America, America in the '60s took that as like they won like a mini Cold War basically, <laughs> and just like touted like Van Cliburn as basically like a war hero for like proving that America is like better than Russia. Um, and it's like. It's a huge... He was the first musician to receive a ticker tape parade. Oh, yeah? Upon upon returning from his victory in the Tchaikovsky uh, competition. Yeah. No, I mean, Point people, fact. like, loved him. And then, like, I, I even remember my first teacher talking about um, when he was in, like, music school... Um, how there was like a conspiracy theory that like the Russians gave it to him because they wanted Americans to have like a warped sense of what good piano playing sounded like. <laughs> like they, they like they thought he sounded dumb, but they thought it would be funny to be like name him the winner and give everybody like a sense of like that's what good piano playing should sound like when it was stupid. That was like the Van Cliburn hating hating club. Uh Damn. but no, like when you look at them all there's like there's like the Queen Elizabeth competition in Belgium and the Leeds competition of England and the Van Cliber and the like Texas, like heart of America competition. Like it all seems like, like from its start, it was, it was about like nationalism, right. And about like getting, getting your country to be crowned the best, which like by holding your own competition, right. Um, <laughs> or, or by somebody else's. But I wonder, I wonder if that is what is kind of also why they're losing so much steam these days and why like, it's not cool to be nationalist anymore. Yeah. In classical music. Like, <laughs> Like, nobody fucking cares anymore if, like, the, the Chinese kid wins, like, the British competition. It's just like, okay, next. Like, like no, there's not, there's not as much fucking, uh, like, gusto, like, tied up, like, um, pride and all that stuff built up into these competitions anymore. Which is, I wonder, like, if why they were so big at the start of all of them was it was like, everybody was like, fuck yeah, Argerich! America or not America. Where's she from? Brazil, I think. Argentina. I don't remember where she's from. Uh, anyways, but like they now just seem like these strange like relics of like misplaced identity pride. <laughs> and like and and maybe they never really were like that much about the piano part of it. I don't know. Like it makes me like wonder. And I was like, I was looking back too. Um, the Chopin competition is one of the oldest. It was started in like 27. Oh. And uh, Shostakovich played in it. Really? Yeah, he competed. And like, I remember, I remember reading a book about Shostakovich a long time ago. And it was like, he took a break from like composing and working and just like saved up money and practiced for nine months and learned every single piece that this huge new competition wanted. And he got an honorable mention and was just pissed forever. <laughs> but, um, but that that one in particular strikes me as just being like strange because it was like one of the first of its kind and didn't have like the same the same like like chutzpah built up into it yet. Like the winner of that competition was like I think his name was like Lev Oberin or something, and it was just Hey Lev. Yeah, like nobody really knows who that is or like cares about that because I think it was before a time when everybody was like so 
fucking intense about about were there not like historically piano competitions or like really like they all because i think they all really rode the cloud of like the virtuosi of like the romantic era like some of the first big ones were like the paganini competition you didn't need to you didn't need to compete i mean like it just was a competition because that was like actually what people wanted to hear at the time yeah and it was like actually like a job like you weren't winning like fame you were like winning the students (laughs) students and like cash from like venues and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that wanted to play your stuff so like this was like a very 20th century kind of phenomenon that started to happen. And like, I feel like it, it also just had to go so hand in hand with like capital and like classical music turning into like a business. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. what else kind of starts like popping off in the fifties and sixties, like just when like classical music competitions make their claim as like pre-american idol for classical musicians is like pop music starts just being more like prevalent and like people stop really giving as much of a shit about classical music and it just seems like this way to like reinvigorate a certain amount of like we're still here we're still important classical music's important and we're gonna fuse it with this like fucking cold war aesthetic of like needing to be the best country about it right mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like i feel like that's very that's yeah i mean like they just kind of but but they're still like super fetishized yeah i think right like they're still like today you mean yeah, yeah. like within a small group of people and especially within the classical m- music community it is like unhealthy <laughs> yeah Um, Which brings me to another thought, which is something that I wonder if you think about as like a teacher, which is that I can't like classical competitions for me. Another thing I realized after getting out of them is that there's so much just like maybe we lost like the nationalistic side of it, but it definitely just turned into like teachers pride. Like, more so than anything else. Like, there were, like, the three or four big piano teachers in Minnesota, and they're fucking, like, the money they made and the students they got were built up around the fact that they had, like, the most students winning competitions, right? Like, this shit got tied to, like, people's, like, livelihood, basically. Like, I found found my teacher, my, like, very cool teacher, because um, somebody in, like, the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra that was our neighbor, like, heard that his students won this big competition and, like, said I should, like, meet him. And I was, it was, like, I joined his studio because his students won a competition and I got connected to it. Like, you get known and you get, like... Yeah. As a teacher, like, a lot of your livelihood can be based on how well your students do in competitions. Like, there's a there's a money side to it that's not just about the money of the people running the competition, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, as, as good of a piano teacher as I'm sure he was, don't you think that's kind of, like, an unethical way to make your money? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I guess... I guess enter at your own, you know, peril to a certain extent. But I feel like there are a lot of teachers that have like that specialize in being like the competition fucking teacher. Right. Like my old boss at my old job was like that. Right. And I just feel like the kids look so stressed out whenever they're there. Yeah. Like I'm sure that they have a life outside of that. But maybe not, you know, like. 
But like, I don't think I, I wouldn't want to throw him under the bus and say that that was maybe even like the reason that it started. Like, couldn't you imagine like being a teacher at like any of your places you've taught and like there's just mandatory competition time of the year and like all the students who are at a level have to compete. Like, I would be like, I would like kind of want my student to like do an okay job if they had to do something and i like i wouldn't it would i would be upsetting if like they went to the competition and were told they weren't as good as another teacher's students like that would make me feel like personally just kind of bad and like sorry for the student that they had to go through that and like but don't you feel that anyway i mean like fucking like i don't know like i think like I wonder how easy it is to get especially caught up with, in that. Especially with younger kids though. I yeah. feel like that's when it start when like when you're controlling somebody's life who already has no agency of their own through your like hour a week fucking like check or whatever, yeah. right? Like that's not cool. I would rather have like my students like not hate piano or like whatever and not score well in like a competition that nobody even has to take that's not judged in any objective way right right no it's just i wonder like yeah it just it just makes me think that like competitions have have maybe never actually been about like what what anybody thinks they're about you know like there's so much built up around like playing piano or like violin or whatever you're playing, playing it well. And that's what the competition is about. But like, I just can't help but feel like there's, there's so much more keeping that whole culture alive than anything to do with like how well you're actually playing a piece. Right. Like people's jobs, people are just have careers as jurymen for competitions that'll just be like somebody's he's a famous like competition chairman right like that's like some people's whole lives are just doing that which is also indicative of just why i think they're they're kind of dying a little bit is because and that's great (laughs) is that is that is that a, a majority of it was never was never about like playing it was about it was about nationalism or it was about like money or it was about it was about like teacher nationalism right. or whatever that transferred to or um and i th- they still have all of that today it's just that like not as many people care about any of those things right i think like i mean like i'm sure that like if somebody in an obscure country makes it into like the top 10 of a like international competition that yeah. has to be like a positive national experience. Right. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. gotta be awesome. The same way, like you said, like with the Olympics and shit, but like, but it is just kind of like an athletic competition. I feel like, um, that problem- pretends to be something like deep and that's yeah. the issue. And that's like the, if there was, I almost like, it would be, it would be better. Like you said, for there to be like a more objective way of judging it, even if it was just like, cutthroat and mean at least it wouldn't be unclear and like subjective right if that's really what people want to do because some people love like a challenge like that right and like it could be cool to have a objective kind of scoring for people that want who crave that kind of system in piano right? right but but like there is just no such thing as an objective 
way to score that. Like, I mean, any more than like know. than like the fucking yeah, yeah. like awards shows and shit like that, like the Grammys and yeah, the like, Oscars, right. right? Like it's like what you guys are just taking all movies and saying which is the best, right? Like what, like what are you with a drum roll before and like not saying why, yeah, or, like not understanding why? It's just like such a. It's such a overplayed capitalist racket at this point also, I think, is yeah. like why why people lose interest, especially when, when European shit is like more leaning towards socialism and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, I think like American competitions and shit like that, like I don't know. I think it, no, it, I always feel like judges for competition, like I would fucking hate to be a judge for a competition, but like I always feel like it must be such a big relief when like one of these like high caliber, like perfect kids finally fucks up a couple notes because you're just like, oh, finally, like we can just get rid of him because <laughs> like because oh. <laughs> it's so it must just be right, so hard so to close. just make up reasons for why somebody should win over another person in these right. things. It's like. Oh, his, his, the time he took in the B section of the list sonata in his fourth recital really irked me. It's like, what? Like, what are you, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like it, they just must fucking like crave like any kind of objectivity to it. It's the same way that I used to think that like why theory was taught in music school so much was because it was like one of the only parts of music that you can objectively just say yes or no to like Mm -hmm. if you're if you're grading people on like music history essays or like how well you played your chopin etude for your jury or like performance class like these aren't things that you can like grade like these are just like objective like subjective kind of ethereal things and like music theory i just feel like what teachers must have been so excited when they realized they could just be like no bad voice leading. Look, you didn't right. make your perfect fifth. <laughs> but that's like that. There's like that's that organization that everybody craves, and that's what academia could potentially be really cool at. And what it did for a while is like setting up these like elaborate musical logic puzzles, right? Like Milton Babbitt string quartets and yeah. fucking like all combinatorial sets, and yeah. Like based on puns, just or, like or math. Like, yeah, or just like going the extra mile for people that love that shit, right? Like yeah. that's kind of like what I thought it was going to be like, right? Yeah. But, like, I went to the wrong place. There are schools that are like that, I'm sure. But... but, Teaching um, teaching you some some combinatorial set theory. Um, Yeah, but that was so not the way of it. Yeah, that was not Juilliard. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It... Hover. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about yeah, competitions. <laughs> what? What's up? It's probably not relevant to the like recording. What? I just have thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts. thoughts. Um, I don't know. Uh, for me, it's really interesting to hear you guys talk about like craving uh, objectivity in in like rating um, pieces of music. Uh, and how they're performed from my perspective as like a, I don't know, because I've like from visual arts, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and conceptual art, like I've been in critiques, like group critiques with people um, who have honestly had like more probably potentially um, like satisfying critiques than I have of, like, um, you know, uh, within the same kind of hour there, we're talking about like three ketchup packets from, uh, McDonald's, you know, like the fancy ketchup, 
packets that were like nailed to the wall mm -hmm. um in a row and whatever um straight up because like the the chick who was showing that piece was like lol i just got so drunk this weekend and like had nothing to show and i was just like oh my god what do i do and my boyfriend was like lol I'll do this <laughs> <laughs> what does this um, have to do with competitions and i um and then also just like someone's crazy representational oil painting or something that they spent like you know, thousands of hours on mm -hmm. within the same kind of critique. And then like, but it's, um, but it's of a furry, it's of a, it's of a squirrel with a huge cock. Wait, right. so what, yes, Sean, <laughs> what is the, the point that I'm trying to make Yeah, is like comparing those things and trying to be like, okay, what's good art? Well, right. Yeah. But like, but the idea of what is good art is obviously like, um, broken down past the point of return for the present. Right. Like, Nobody, nobody, like, what what we're talking about is just, like, if that's, like, if that's what you want to, if that's how you enjoy, like, your instrument most is, like, through, like, time set, like, who can get through this etude faster, like, whether it's speed runs or, like, yeah. like, that's cool, whatever. But, like, like create your own actual system of of judging right? right so that so that it doesn't end up being something that can be so easily corrupted and swayed either way depending on what the fuck the situation is because like you said there's like so many variables that it's almost meaningless to go through except for as like an as an endeavor right as like a as a fucking thing to endure like like i don't know i don't think that there's really much musical merit in them except for that like if it makes you practice right like if yeah, it's a motivator like it for, for making me. you practice that's a thing right or yeah. if it like if people are motivated by like performing on stage i think that's kind of creepy but that's cool mm -hmm. um and I, I think that's something that is like more common when you're younger than when you're older too yeah. right like but um no i mean yeah no the the objectivity thing is I feel like doesn't really have much in common. Like competitions in like piano performance have like, I feel like it's like a totally different world from anything about like creating art. Right. Cause like, it's yeah. more like, it's more like We're watching a ballet. Something. Yeah. It's like, it's a performance. It's like ballet or like something like that. Like it's almost impossible right. so to compare the two. You're um, like longing for some sort of objectivity within uh, the the structure of you know rubric to grade I'm not, the recreation we're not really of something. Longing yeah, it. I wouldn't say I'm longing for it. Oh, I'm it just, just saying that like, like that with what you're talking. I mean, about I'm it. saying that that some kind of objectivity. Because I do. I'm saying that some kind of objectivity would like would artist. simplify the idea of a competition about it. Because if a competition is just about who played Beethoven the most Beethoveny. Mm -hmm. And nobody even knows what that means because right. nobody knows how Beethoven played it or nobody knows like anything. And it's just it's completely subjective. Synth synthesized. Right. There's yeah. like a hundred different ways to approach that idea and right. knowledge. And like the idea that you can strike a, a chord, so to speak, within all the judges, if you just play it uh, the right way and right. then you'll win the hearts of millions is absurd right. especially when we're talking about music that like none of us ever experienced firsthand like in the time when it actually made sense yeah right and i mean i'm like, sure that at those high levels of competitions the only way that judges actually can get through it with their sanity is if they do come up with their own kind of objectivity like i think about i think yeah. about when i played like lessons for bob at juilliard and when he would like 
just kind of objectively tell me that like that I that that it was just like objectively not great he was just like that chord was like way too loud and like had like a biting kind of quality to it and sounded forced and you need a nicer sound and i would think about that it's like that's like the whole thing with teachers is that you learn their objectiveness which is still in turn subjective in the larger picture yeah but at least it's something to work for and that's like important (laughs) when being a teacher is like providing something that they can ascertain having something that you like can see a difference in right, right? and like I no that. i remember my i remember my i remember my teacher in in high school uh saying that he judged this one competition once where his big thing he heard like 25 30 kids or something and one kid came in and played played both hands with different dynamic markings like had like the right hand doing like forte and had the left hand doing piano. But he was like, the amazing thing was that this kid had like enough of a sense of music that he kind of matched the two. Like when the right hand got louder, the left hand would get louder or like vice versa or some, just some like something the kids don't like normally do in a competition. And he just saw that and like picked up on it immediately and like gave that kid like the first place award, just purely based on that. Right. Like the other kids were fine, but like this kid, like objectively just had like some musical thought that was like a level up from everybody else yeah. and and like if there were if there have to be competitions which i don't think there fucking should be it just the only way i could see to do it would be to think up some kind of new but like even so like what 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 are you doing then what, yeah. what is the point of it speed. all speed yeah like what? but at it's least just... it's, but at least it's something i mean at least it's it's i would rather have somebody c- come clear out and say just like i like fast music and i want to see how <laughs> fast my fingers can fucking go and these pieces are like weirdly though they're celebrated as like musical pieces they're also ingenious coordination pieces for testing your own finger strength it's like a good racing game right like and that's cool too like i used to think it wasn't because i think i think (laughs) i thought it was like disrespectful to the music but fucking the music can't be disrespected because it's not a fucking person like it's who had the most artful yeah. Mario speed run. Right. Like that, that's like, like, like it doesn't have to do with the speed. It's how artful right. you get through the Mario right. level. But it's not a competition. Yeah. Like it's like, like that would be like the opposite of this. Yeah. Right. But like, I don't know. I think, I think however you can, in, however people choose to enjoy shit, that's hundreds of years old is fucking fine. Graffiti it on your ass. And then fucking GoPro yourself jumping off the Empire State Building. Okay. Um, but and and that's fine. <laughs> but but like why does but the I, I don't know the idea that there is any kind of purity in in anything that has to do with classical music is absurd. It only goes from like not pure to very very bad. Right. Um, and and I think that competitions exist all over the spectrum. Obviously. Yeah. But I, I think that they're too tied up in the like the personality. There's just not much else going on that people care about in classical music. I guess people are always going to wa- want to watch people compete, right? That's kind of like a, a pretty basic human. Like, we love it, 
right? But at the same time, like, you're not seeing, like, orchestras compete. There's no battle of the bands for the New York <laughs> Phil. <laughs> like, nobody cares be after sick. a certain point, like, which orchestra is, is more fucking dope. Um, right. It's just, like... People view it as this like jumping off point for for some kind of stardom that I just think is like irrelevant at this point because right. it's not it's not tied anymore to like how well your country did like it's much more personalized like it's much more like this person won specifically like it's not this person and all of China won the competition it's not Van Cliburn winning the Cold War. Um, and once it's once it's just like this guy playing Chopin well versus these guys playing Chopin well and you're just supposed to like try to judge it on subjective terms between 10 people like it it's just like absurd and like yes fun but not meaningful yeah <laughs> and the idea that people i mean and if you're and not potentially not fun and potentially torturous yeah, I mean, and, and if meaningful. you're if you're if you're out there like, and you fucking love playing in piano competitions, like that that's awesome. But the idea that you should do it to like make a name for yourself anymore, or that that there's some kind of like greater importance built on like the guy who won the competition versus the guy who got eliminated in the first round or whatever, like it's just it's just silly. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to be the clay aidkin of the euphonium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to win America's next top trumpet. <laughs> America's next top alpha Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that I think that all in all, you definitely have been more into the comp. Like you've been, you know what that's like. Yeah, I don't really. But um, but I feel like I'm glad to feel like my views on the matter from an outside perspective are kind of the same as yours. Yeah, from an inside. And I mean, but I suppose I, I saw like the competition secondhand and shit. But like, yeah. So like, at its best, makes you work hard. At its worst, is like psychologically damaging. Which it is for so many people. We got so many comments of people just talking on like Reddit about like how competitions like ruined their their interest in music. Like we didn't even really talk about that aspect of yeah. it. Like I feel like I maybe had like a, one of the more possibly like nurturing and positive experiences right. with competitions, and but I that's, still quit. That's, that yeah, and that's not really like per se the norm, right? Right. That's it's, not really like the the way that it normally is um, right you get like the on the opposite end of it you get teachers who are like slapping your hands and like watching you play and like telling you one making, minute before yeah, your you get family your, forcing you to do it day your after stage day. mother and father like screaming at you you're fucking like more pressure than you've ever had in your entire life right. for something you don't understand because for 12. something that doesn't fucking matter yeah and because because you've just been like a 12 year old who people have been telling is good at this yeah. um god no i remember i remember being in like waiting to do a recital from some like competition that i was a part of and like the kid before me his mom and his teacher were sitting in the audience while he was warming up 
before the recital, just like telling him to practice that part right now before he played it, <laughs> like before he had to play it in God, the recital. That's so like, awful. Again, again, and I was just sitting there like, holy fuck! Like we're about to play. This is like the celebration part of the little like competition yeah. where we all just play and we're not judged and like yeah. they're freaking out about it. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up, but that's like an entirely different aspect of it that we didn't even get into is that maybe there will be a part two. This is the, yeah, the, like, the glass half full. Side. <laughs> but and yeah, then, that like maybe at its core, like it's a tool for like practice, but also it's a tool for just like power. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, or, and torture. I and mean, that's the other fucking proxy, right? Like, like, like that's another proxy war being fought is like, maybe not national like a country anymore maybe not even teacher but just like parents having like fucking nightmare Class competitions war. with their other parents and shit like that right in conclusion in conclusion i don't know competitions We're not are no. not what they what they ever have seem really to be. said they seem about, to be like my opinion. deciding to exist in a musical melodrama wherein wherein music is a catalyst for just being stressed but also can be fun if you want to deal with all that because that's also a very human thing and but then like, there's also the whole relationship with the parents and, yeah. and teachers yeah. that abuse kids through them that we didn't even get into yeah we keep we keep teetering around the edge of our of our classical music abuse podcast um with ever actually we we dip toes in and then and then sprint away in sprint fear. A mile away. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, to to everybody out there who had to go through kind of competitions, maybe this was hopefully nice to listen to. Is that like people who maybe did like the biggest competition and like went to Juilliard and all of that, like really fucking don't see the purpose of them. So mm. like, they're just not worth it on any level really um unless you're incredibly clear as to why you're doing them uh but it's so easy to just get blindsided by like a whole host of other reasons that you're not realizing you're doing them for right like your teachers at stake your like your parents are at stake your reputations at stake your schools at stake god can you like imagine like manhattan school kids competing with the manis school kids compete competing with the like the right. english royal conservatory kids and who's bringing home the gold so much for... euro euro feudalist fan fandom yeah so much so much wannabe I come from this title with this blah, blah, blah. And I represent this. <laughs> right. I don't know. To be continued in my opinion. Yeah. We think, we think, we think they're an unhealthy joke. <laughs> yes. We think they're a joke that went much, much too far. Much, much too far for much, much too long. I would have liked to see like the first Chopin competition though with, with Shostakovich. I feel like that would have been interesting. So watch little 24 year old Shostakovich play a bunch of Chopin. He just learned. I feel like that sounds cute. Um, all right, we out here. This is this has been opposite opposite day with Dead Air Records. Happy uh, Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Continue to check out our other stuff. If you like, if you like the cut of our jib, listen to the cut of our uh, cut of our other music. Uh huh. And we'll talk to everybody next Later. week. Bye.
Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs>